All right, well, I want to welcome everybody to the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. This is a new podcast with the same old producer, Lou Pellegrino. And as uh, the people who will check this out know, um, it's been a month or so since you last heard me on a podcast. For many years, I worked at Sports Illustrated, and that included um, creating with some other folks and building up the Sports Illustrated media podcast. I've since moved on to The Athletic, as well as Sportsnet 590 in Toronto. And so we are starting a new podcast, but it will be very much the same as the previous podcast that I did. There will be long-form interviews with sports media people. We already have our first long-form guest booked, and that is uh, the legendary Vern Lundquist of CBS, and we'll go through his career and his stories. We'll also have uh, roundtables, which were very popular. Jim Miller will be part of one of those uh, early roundtables. Chad Finn, John Orand, Charlotte Wilder, Robert Littell, and uh, the same people that you heard on the Sports Illustrated one will come back and we will discuss and evaluate the week that was in the sports media. For, uh, for young people, I hope uh, that you'll continue to listen to this podcast as you did the previous one. And I think the guests that we have are going to be people that you can use for your own development in terms of sort of how broadcasters, uh, what broadcasters do, their process, what writers do, their process what radio people do, their process. And so it's going to be a combination of both the uh, long-form interviews with sports media people as well as the roundtables that we did. For this, what we call teaser clip, I'm bringing in John O'Rand of the Sports Business Daily and Chad Finn of the Boston Globe, and we're going to do 15 minutes or so on um, ESPN heading forward in the near term with a new president, Jimmy Pitaro, and how they should approach their relationship with the NFL, which at the moment is a little bit fractured. So this should give you a little bit of a sense, if you have never heard this podcast before, of what you're going to hear. For those who um, have stuck with me and are coming back, I really, really appreciate it. Podcasting has been one of the great joys for me. Uh, It's something that I've really, really liked doing. I hope you guys like it too. And uh, we hope to start sometime in very early April. And go, please, go subscribe to wherever you subscribe to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Really, really important that um, you sign up so uh, people can uh, get a sense of what this podcast is. The more people that sign up, and basically the more attention it will get on Apple Podcasts, and, uh, and it basically will keep this podcast going. All right, so coming up, Chad Finn of the Boston Globe and John O'Rand of the Sports Media Daily on the new Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. All right, so uh, as I said at the top, we're going to do a mini roundtable, and I have brought back, uh, I think, the two guests along with Jim Miller who have been on this podcast the most in terms of media reporters. Chad Finn is the media reporter and general columnist for the Boston Globe. John O'Rand is the media reporter for Sports Business Daily and Journal. Guys, I appreciate you coming on this uh, teaser podcast. So let's do 15, 20 minutes for people on I think let's we'll we'll stick to one topic because this is one we could obviously do a couple hours on and that's ESPN. John Oranda, uh, Jimmy Pitaro takes over for John Skipper. He has a lot of challenges ahead of him. If you were in the room with Jimmy Pitaro and you were his consigliere, what would you tell him to focus on specifically in his first three to six months as ESPN president? Uh, that's pretty easy. I, I'd just focus on live sports. I would focus on repairing the NFL relationship 
I would focus on uh, keeping the NBA games, you know, and ma- making sure those come out as, as good as possible. I'd focus on, you know, what to do with the baseball rights when that comes up, what to do with the MLS rights when that comes up. Because a lot of the focus is going to be on, you know, the morning show, which you're spending a lot of money on. And a lot of focus is on sort of the afternoon programming. What do you do with SportsCenter 6? But all that is noise. I mean, ESPN makes its money based on live sports. And I would try to not be influenced by the noise. I would just try to be influenced by, by the things that really matter. And that's, that's the live sports. Chad? Yeah, John's right. I mean, it's live sports, and uh, that is what they will focus on. I mean, you see ESPN Plus coming out here with their, uh, the, I don't think desperation is too much of a strong word to uh, get into the live uh, live streaming sports rights and, and uh, try and make some sort of impact there. We've already seen CBS sort of get into that game with, with HQ, and um, it almost feels like ESPN's a little bit behind on that. So that that's imperative, especially given you know, how many uh, people have cut, uh, cut their cable cords since, what, about 2009, 2010? I think it's around 14, 15 million now. So uh, that isn't going to stop anytime soon. They've got to find some other way to present live sports where they make money. And uh, they've got a lot of eggs in the, the uh, ESPN uh, Plus basket. So that's number one. And uh, I think the NFL relationship is interesting, too. But I, I don't think ESPN's doing anything wrong there. I think the NFL is asking too much of them basically to stop reporting journalistically on the league. But what the, what the NFL is upset about is uh, the stuff about Jerry Jones, the stuff that, you know, Wickersh and Van Nata write. They're, they're big features that uh, uh, always tend to expose something you didn't know about the league and usually unfavorably. So uh, that seems like where their real fundamental issue is. And uh, they've, they've leveraged that against the, the league with what they've done with the draft and uh, against ESPN with what they've done with the draft and, I don't know how ESPN is supposed to respond to that unless they want to give up journalism altogether when they when they cover this uh, this league that they're you know in partnership with. I, I couldn't agree more with Chad. I, I think that the idea of, uh, of of repairing a relationship isn't kowtowing. It's just op- it's just communicating. And I think that you know ESPN they, they they did tough stories when George Bodenheimer was president. They did tough stories earlier in uh, John Skipper's reign there, it was really just toward the end that John Skipper just, he just tired of it, you know, and, and, and he, he was more focused on soccer and basketball than on, than on the NFL. And that irritated the NFL. I think in Jimmy Pitaro, it's somebody that likes the NFL and, uh, and really wants to sort of repair it, which doesn't, doesn't mean not doing those stories. John, I want to stick with you on this and Chad, just um, weigh in after John does. But um, John, as we head forward, how much, um, how much does the NFL need ESPN in 2018 versus maybe what they might have needed from ESPN in 2010 and 2005? I understand from the ESPN uh, part about repairing the relationship. You know, this presumes that they want to continue with Monday Night Football, et cetera. But there's a lot of new players in the market. And I'm curious as to if the NFL had another player, Amazon, um, YouTube, Netflix, who decided to pony up the same amount of money or more that ESPN would? Do you think? I'm curious how you think the NFL views ESPN as opposed to how we always think about it. How does ESPN view the NFL? Yeah, I think you're asking that question in terms of can ESPN give the same sort of promotion that everybody always talked about? You know, promotion during the day, promotion on Sports Center. But I'm, I'm going to flip that around and say ESPN right now pays double of what any other broadcast network pays. So if all of a sudden you bring in Amazon, and let's, let's say Amazon offers $2 billion, 
well, shouldn't Fox be more at uh, at risk there because they're what what they pay for Sunday afternoon pales in comparison. I mean, they, ESPN pays a lot of money, and I find it hard to believe that the the uh, network that pays the most money is going to be the network that the NFL turns its back on. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they would be able to find something for the NFL, and and that they they don't necessarily want the you know the um, um, marketing prowess that, that ESPN brings. They just want the money that ESPN brings, and, and ESPN has showed that that's more than anybody else. Uh, Chad, as uh, someone obviously who's been covering ESPN for a long time, when it gets into these stories, like you mentioned, the Seth Wickersham, Don Van Natta, when they go inside the owner's room, and sometimes real stuff that is not favorable to certain owners, how much um, how much is that going to stay the same, you think, or how much does that change under Jimmy Pitaro. The one thing that was clear, and we will eventually get into Skipper when we come back in full and do an hour, two hours on all this. The one thing about John Skipper for everything else is that he did care about journalism. He funded Grantland, funded the undefeated. He was a champion of a lot of the journalists that were there. He paid him a lot of money. I always thought that as long as Skipper was president of ESPN, journalism would have had a pretty big role at, uh, at that place. I don't know Jimmy Pitaro well enough to know how he stands on this. What's uh, what's your read, at least initially, in terms of you think we're still going to see these kind of stories about the NFL? I think there's one topic that will be telling on that, Richard, and it's concussions, uh, how lawsuits presume, uh, you know, uh, how lawsuits uh, take shape in the future, uh, how the NFL reacts to all the issues that they have going on with their ex-players, uh, with current players, if the if ESPN keeps reporting in depth on this stuff with, with Van Natta, with Wickersham, with some of their other uh, you know accomplished uh, reporters, um, then we'll say okay, then then nothing has really changed, and they don't feel like they're indebted to the NFL, or they don't feel like uh, they need to tone this down out of fear that they may lose the NFL altogether, and they end up not they may not have end up not having any piece of the live sports tie down the road. Uh, so to me, that is the subject that I want to see if ESPN continues digging into because it's clearly the one that ticks Goodell off. Uh, you can do a profile of Jerry Jones that uh, comes out unfavorable, and that kind of rolls off Jerry Jones's back. I think you can do something on a, a, another, you know, Bob McNair, another owner that uh, maybe is a little bit controversial. But uh, the tipping point and the, the issue that I think the NFL really wants them to lay off is, is concussions in the past and the future of that. And uh, that is something that I think we all should be keeping an eye on to see how ESPN reports on that down the road. I've never met a TV executive, uh, Richard, who is more into journalism than John Skipper. Uh, so, so I think it'll be hard for anybody to to come in and sort of have the same discipline that he had in terms of, of journalism. And, and also, you look take a look at people like John Walsh and, and the power that they had at ESPN under, yeah. under Skipper. But the one thing I'll say about Pitaro is that you know he did run. Yahoo News, and uh, and you know you can you can talk to um, um, you know all the other Yahoo Sports, not Yahoo News, Yahoo yeah, Sports, sports right. and you can talk to all those guys. And he he you know he ran a pretty they, they did tough stories there too, you know, and they, they had a pretty good operation while he was overseeing it. So I'm uh, I'm hopeful that that will continue. Fair point, Adrian Wojnarowski, um, Dan Wetzel, those were people who all worked under Jimmy Pitaro, and obviously they have uh, their journalistic chops speak to themselves. All right. Um, couple more things here before we leave this teaser podcast. John, how important is Monday Night Football as a property, in your opinion, to ESPN? Um, I don't think it's hugely, I, I don't think it's hugely important. I mean, it's, it's the, uh, uh, 
probably the second biggest thing they have to the college football playoff. Um, it's a series that brings in a, a, a lot of viewers, but I don't think he, I don't think ESPN necessarily needs it. Uh, and I think that you know, that everybody always said whenever you say they pay two billion a year, well, a lot of that money goes for highlights rights and highlights fees. Well, now you get highlights everywhere on every platform, so that's completely devalued. That I I just think that that negotiation is going to be the most interesting negotiation to see where it goes. I, I would bet that ESPN is going to going to keep it, but it's so far in the uh, it's so far in the future that it's it's impossible to handicap. That's interesting. So, Chad, let's let's take the one talent evaluation on Monday Night Football, and they obviously have to come up with a um, who they're going to have as their analyst. I think it's very clear that Joe Testor is going to be the person when it comes to um, play by play. So, how important is that, Chad? You know, once upon a time that. Monday Night Football booth was super important, you know, Howard Cosell, Don Meredith, et cetera. Now I wonder, um, you know, given sort of what John just said, can you get away with a couple of in-house people like Matt Hasselbeck, Lewis Riddick, and and just see how that bakes over the next couple of years? Or is it still paramount to land, you know, your own version of Tony Romo? Yeah, finding that Tony Romo is the issue. Uh, Tessitore is really interesting to me because he's a terrific broadcaster. Uh, he's kind of he's out of that Boston College uh, 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 group up here, the Bouchambi Bush, and uh, Bob Wachusen and a few other people at BC at the same time. They all went on to have really strong careers and be be uh, really uh, uh, accomplished play-by-play guys. But uh, he's not flashy, and you always expected uh, someone who is either really polished, really high-profile, or someone. Uh, who had a, uh, a really charismatic personality, and he just—he's just really good. I, I, I don't know if he's anyone I ever would have thought of as someone they would look at for Monday Night Football. So um, I feel like they need to get kind of a big name in there. But from what I've heard, it's all the in-house guys. They had Greg Olson in for uh, a trial uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe about a week ago, but he's still an active player. So seems to me they're still searching and really don't know exactly what they want to do in that spot, but. It's not uh, it's not the most overwhelming group of names right now. I'd love to see Riddick be a part of it, but also he's the best studio guy going on, and I feel like uh, that's taking away something to, to add something to Monday Night Football. So I don't know what their solution is, but it's, uh, they've got a good play-by-play guy in there, but uh, I don't know what the buzz is going to be with the, with the color analyst. It doesn't sound like there's another Romo that they've, they've come close to finding yet. It's interesting, Chad. I'm with you. Like you, I'm selfish. I want Lewis Riddick on studio shows because I think that just gives him a longer opportunity to impart his knowledge and opinion on the audience as opposed to trying to right. do that within a 30-second slot. At the same time, of course, Monday Night Football is the biggest platform for them in the NFL, and if you're Lewis Riddick, that would be the uh, the good move for your uh, for your financial future. All right, John Oran, here's the last one before we get out of here. Should I consider the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast a competitor? Or do I look at it as a compliment now at this point? How's that for an answer, Richard? <laughs> John, I didn't know if that was intentional. I didn't know if you were laying out, as the broadcaster says, so you can get the announcement. It's like sound. the end of The Sopranos. Wow, that's very good. Chad, would you like to answer that after John's uh, David Chase-like answer? <laughs> as, some, as someone who's booked with both, I think you uh, you guys should be copacetic and saying kumbaya. So, uh, uh, no, not a competitor. You're, you're, uh, you're your own man, Rich. John, how Listen, does he... I'm going to say unabashedly, I'm Team Deitch. I've always been, been Team Deitch. <laughs> John, by the way, I'm trying to think, is, was, is there any famous uh, actor, actress, performer who would go on both Leno and Letterman? 
because that's that's Chad Finn right now. I'm not sure there is anyone who did that on late night. So he's he is a he's sort of a pioneer in this, in that he's going to be on both shows. So I'm about to tweet that you're going to blackball Chad Finn from the uh, the Athletic <laughs> Media Podcast. Well, John, the Athletic uh, Podcast may be nice, but we actually have to come up with a name. So I'm not sure that will be the uh, the official name. But no, I would never. Uh, Chad Finn will not. Uh, will not be blackballed from this podcast. He's always going to be part of the rotation, as will Robert Littell and Char- Charlotte Wilder, uh, Jim Miller. But Chad, I, John, I'm not going to lie. I think Chad maybe does move a little bit further down the line after letting it be known that he's, he's a free agent open for the highest bidder. So so far, the bids are zero bucks both ways. So. I know, boy, that, that, that's a real bidding war, isn't it, Chad? I know. Well, wait a minute. Hold I'm on one second. I, I, guys, I have to jump in here as producer of the Richard Deitch podcast or whatever we're going to call it. How do you think I feel? I produce both of them. So now, <laughs> am, as long as the check's clearing, Lou, you probably feel good. I'm sure. But hey, Lou, who's, who's the bigger diva? Oh, you. John Oran. Without question, you. <laughs> By the way, Lou, don't you you do you produce Jim Miller's Origins as no, well? I no, I do not. No, I do not. Oh, that would have been a trifecta. No, of I do not. Media but people. I feel like the Eric Bischoff of this whole outfit because I'm the guy who's like in the middle, I guess, of the WCW uh, WWE <laughs> war, late night wars. Right. By the way, let's let's hope we're WWE there and not to WCW, so we all know what happened to them. All right, listen. Chad Finn, who is, of course, uh, America's uh, sports media podcast guest, as well as uh, the <laughs> media, fine media writer for the Boston Globe. John Oran is the Sports Business Daily media writer. These guys will be back, um, I'm hoping, for um, the first show, which will be, I think, um, I want to do a long piece with J- or a long spot with Jim Miller, and then I think I want to follow that up with a roundtable with John Chad. And either Robert or Charlotte or some of the other people we bring on to the roundtable. So that is the plan at the moment for the first official podcast, which will be coming out in a couple of weeks. All right, John and Chad, thank you very much uh, for doing this free of charge to give me a little bit of content so we can get some subscribers to check this out. Please follow John and Chad's work both on Twitter and at their respected publications. And uh, I will talk to you guys uh, very soon. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks, Artie. Take care, guys. All right, my thanks to John and Chad uh, for being good sports, (laughs) for doing this for free. My thanks to Lou Pellegrino, and thank you for checking this podcast out again. Please subscribe to where you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. This podcast will be taped on Monday, and it will then come out later on Monday. We're going to try to do this one same day so it feels fresh when, uh, when you listen to it. So again, it's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch, and we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening.